This week, jump off that pesky pain pendulum with this simple mental trick. That's all coming up next. Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell. Good day to you. It's Kelly here. Thanks for joining me again. I hope you've had a week of motivating movement as always. I have to say that I've had a pretty wonderful seven days, past seven days, which included Father's Day and my birthday. So Father's Day included some camping and some family fun, and I went on a very pleasant solo hike on Monday for my birthday. It was sort of a a gift to myself, if you will. And On top of that, uh, during the week, I took the mountain bike out a couple of times, and of course, as usual, I hit up November Project, which happens every Wednesday morning here in Ottawa and in cities all across North America and some in Europe and beyond. So I did that this week, and all in all, it was a terrific week full of many things that I enjoy, done with many people that I enjoy being around. So lots of winning, as I would say. So what about you? Did you focus on quality movement this week? On my blog at kellydell.com, that's D-O-E-L-L.com, I recently published an article that I titled Three Simple Ways to Master Your Motivation This Week. And I mentioned that because it might be useful for you as you look ahead over the next couple of weeks, but also because I emphasize a perspective that I think gets lost um, amidst all the fitness messaging out there. And that perspective is this, and I write this in the article. If you create quality, you'll crave quantity. It's pretty easy to be hard on ourselves for not being active as often as we'd like to be. But I think this way of thinking about everything might not be serving us or might not be serving you right now. And instead, focus on the quality first, the feel that you like. Ignoring the numbers, ignoring how long you go, just keep finding that sweet spot, trying to create that sweet spot in the rhythm and in the intensity, no matter what you choose to do. And you'll start wanting to move the more and more that you do this, the more that you focus on the quality of movement. And when you want to move, you're then in a great position because you'll start wanting to make room for more. You'll start looking to create more quantity. And you're not creating more quantity out of willing yourself to do it, but you focus on the feel that you want, the resonance that you get from being active in ideal ways for you. So quality before quantity. And what about the topic today? Well, last week I exposed a highly suspect sales strategy called poking the pain. It's a strategy or a topic that can be quite infuriating and upsetting. So check that out if you haven't already. But in short, really poking the pain is a technique where in order to make a sale, whether that's a membership, a gadget, some sort of fitness service, a salesperson finds and then exposes an insecurity that you have. They expose that insecurity. And by doing so, it increases the chances that you will make a purchase. And it's this conscious, intentional strategy that I think is quite slimy. I call it out really as being unethical, which I think it is, not to mention sleazy. It's one thing to understand that when you're in a sales position like this, that someone is seeking a change, a positive change, but it's another to jam your thumb 
into the pain that might be motivating that person to actually show up and try and make that change by, again, getting a membership or buying a fitness product, et cetera, just to make a sale. But it happens. And I also point out in this episode that we excel already, we as individuals excel already at poking our own pain points. And certainly, we really don't need some stranger we don't know to pour any more salt on them because we're good at it. We are very good at it. And the fact that this is a conscious strategy of some salespeople, but not all, some, is upsetting. And again, I think it should be. It's something that should upset people. It's not an ethical practice. Well, today, on today's episode, I want to offer a simple tip or two that you can use if you're feeling down on yourself right now or Maybe you're trying to rekindle some motivation after a hiatus from exercising. And remember, even though you might not be feeling down right now or on a hiatus, you might be in the future. So if that's you, that things are still going well right now, put this one in your back pocket for a motivational dip in the future. First, I want to point out that when we're stuck in a mindset where we keep choosing activities we don't like, painstaking activities and or we keep exercising in ways that are unlikable, Um, at the same time, we painfully beat ourselves up over being unable to keep a routine up for long, when really, if you're choosing painstaking activities or you're doing them in painstaking or negative ways, then of course, it's going to be hard to um, maintain. But when we're in this state, we're really susceptible to having our pain poked by the toxic parts of today's fitness culture including some of the bad actors that are within it. And again, they're not all not everyone is a bad actor, but there are. There are bad actors who want to exploit that pain and when we're in this pain mindset, when we are stuck on that pain pendulum as I've described many times, we are susceptible to these types of techniques. And if we don't make our fitness journey stand for something more powerful, it's easy to in effect become overpowered by such techniques and keep swinging away on the pendulum. Again, if you haven't listened to the episode on the pain pendulum, go back. It's one of my first four episodes, and I put it way up in front for a reason. So I recommend that. One way to become more resilient when that whole pain game suckers you in is to put your fitness journey on more purposeful ground. And really, the two tips or strategies today can help you withstand some of the harder times that come with living a more happily active life. The first tip, or part one, I suppose, is to think bigger picture, to think more about the role that enjoyable exercise has or can have in your life. And those reflective questions go something like this. How will being more active and having the vitality that comes with that affect your life? How will being active influence the things that are important to you? So I'm sort of diving into the questions of the week here, so my apologies for the barrage. But does being more active give you more mental clarity at work? If work is very important to you, of course, that would be a really important connection. Does it give you an extra 15 to 20 minutes of positive energy you can spend time playing with your kids? Or will it help you enjoy your upcoming vacation more because you can explore more things during the day? Or maybe you have a hobby that you've pushed aside and you'd like to pick it up again, but it always seems like you're too tired 
to do it. Well, whatever it is, being more active can influence a lot of meaningful things in a really powerful way. So reflecting on these things is really part one of this idea of poking your purpose. So where, what does physical activity or being more active, what does it do for you in the rest of your life? What are the positive repercussions of just moving on a more regular basis? So that's part one. Part two goes like this though. If it's easy to make fitness about some type of pain point, like how we feel about our bodies and whatnot, it's good to be more mentally prepared for the moments that we don't feel right, we don't feel good about ourselves with something more positive and uplifting. And the simplest way these days is to really have a few pictures of things that reflect how you like to feel. For instance, if you're feeling mentally, emotionally bogged down, tap into some pictures of, you know, you doing something active that you love. Um, Live vicariously through yourself in a way. Create a positive feeling to take action on, like, like I went hiking this week. So let's use that as a quick example. If you're feeling lazy or like a slob or you're just not feeling really good about yourself, pull up some pictures of hikes, past hikes, or pull up some pictures of you hiking in the past. Spark the fire you need to get moving instead of sitting in that negative place. And it's kind of like this wallowing effect. If we sit still and we're feeling negative about ourselves, we tend to almost, it almost tends to get worse, right? Like we build up this negative energy and a great way to break it is to at least mentally see ourselves doing something that we love, something that we like to do, which will help us get out of that stillness, not mental stillness, I mean physical stillness, and go and take action. And these pictures um, can really make you feel like moving and therefore break that funk, prepare you to get moving. And not just moving, but moving in a way that you like. And that's the idea of choosing pictures that represent how you really like to feel. And I'd like to take credit for this idea fully, but it came actually from a runner I worked with over 15 years ago now. And when she was feeling down on herself um, or drifted from her routine too much for her own liking, she'd actually flip through old running magazines. You know, the days before Instagram when magazines actually existed, right? And she'd do this and look at pictures of other people running. And of course, in magazines, the pictures are often phenomenal, right? These are professional pictures. And so she'd flip through these magazines, which would have this motivating effect. It would make her feel like going for a run. And I don't mean going out and doing a race, but just getting up, getting dressed, putting on her shoes, and going for a run without any more expectations than that. Just going out to enjoy the act of running. And it happened accidentally at first. She stumbled upon this the the motivating power of these magazines. But then we together, we talked about making it a go-to move when she hit this obstacle, when she lost that zip to go running. So we built it into her routine, this, 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 this technique, this strategy. And so the question of the day is really this for you. If you were to build a magazine, if you will, of photos that would make you feel like moving, what images would you use to build that motivational magazine? What images can you use to help you refocus away from any of that mental pain you're feeling and onto something more uplifting or invigorating, the things that would give you a spark? 
Personally, right now on the home screen of my phone, which I look at several times a day, I have a picture of my dogs and I change it from time to time just to keep it fresh, but it's of my dogs right now. So it's kind of like the magazine cover, if you will. And whenever I see this photo of them where they're both sitting nicely and looking kind of like doofuses, to be honest, um, it makes me feel like taking them for a long walk. And so that's something that always seems to give me this impetus to go out and get moving. But there's a host of other things that we can put in there. It's little tips and tricks like these that I think over time make a big difference. And we don't really talk about them. I mean, we just, again, fitness culture is really physical by nature. It's physical. It focuses a lot on how we look, um, the proper way of doing things and whatnot. And so there's not a lot on the mental game or refining our mental game. And this is one little thing we can do to enhance that side of our fitness journey. So to to picture the positives of physical activity rather than to dwell on the negatives of self-judgment and shame. And this in the bigger picture can be a big difference maker when it when we think about fitness over the long haul, right? Little things like this to get us unstuck or to give us some guidance when we feel lost. And keep things simple, right? Like if you've gone a few days, a few weeks, and you really haven't quote unquote worked out or exercised in any meaningful way, at least by your standards, having this motivational magazine on hand can actually be the spark that you need to then go, okay, today or tomorrow or whatever, this week, if you're planning your fitness in advance, I'm going to go and do one of these things that are on my phone. I'm going to go take that hike. I'm going to just go for that walk. I'm going to go for that bike ride. I'm going to go to that gym or that class, whatever the thing is. And that can make a huge difference to get you moving again, but not moving in any random way, moving in a way that you like, doing something that you like to do that feels a way that you like your fitness to feel. So let's try and build that motivational magazine and and think about what would it look like for you. With that, thanks for checking in again. You can follow the show on Instagram at Happily Ever After Show, or you can follow me at Kelly.dell. You can also search the show out on Facebook as well. And of course, until next time, here's to living happily ever active. This episode of Happily Ever Active has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. See you next time.